It's often a bit mystifying how brands magically go viral overnight. Sometimes they make it big, and other times they crash and burn. Is the road to brand fame and a bump to the bottom line worth the risk? I'm Alexis. And I'm Melissa. And we're just a little obsessed with these marketing moments. So join us as we break down the craziest brand stunts, from how the idea sparked to how the heck they pulled it off. Or didn't, and of course, will it stick? Well, good morning, Alexis. How are you this lovely day? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling electrified. Ooh. And I had such great workouts. Me too. This weekend, I was a soccer mom to the max. Six soccer games. Six. Yes. That's six. And a lot of yelling because I yell at my kids and the team. And (laughs) But it was fun. Good. I'm glad. I had a kid-filled weekend, but also, like, I went out every night this weekend. Oh, I was in bed by 8 o'clock every night. So I know I told you on Saturday – I called you on Saturday, and I was like, I can't go out tonight. I had plans, and she was going to watch my kids. I ended up going out. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I, like, started having FOMO at, like, 3 o'clock. See, I know. I get that, too. I can't, like, have a plan and not go. (sighs) It's so tricky. Unless I feel sick, but that's rare. Yeah. But I also had this, like, really – interesting thing happened this weekend. Like, actually it was yesterday. It just like kept hitting me about just the world we live in right now and the entitlement issues. It's so hard for me. We were at Cold Beers and Cheeseburgers and we were really nice and waiting. And our boys, it's 45 minutes into ordering and they're like Wait, like you ordered and the food hasn't come yet 45 45 minutes minutes later? And they'd played two soccer games and they're just, you could see them like wilting like little flowers. Yeah. And kind of getting that hangry. They're starting to get that tone. So we said, hey, Christina says, hey, excuse me. um, It's been about 40 minutes for our food. Do you mind just checking like if how much longer? Uh, Do you see there's a lot of other tables or there's a ton of tables in the restaurant today? And we're like, and we didn't say anything. She walks away. We're like, uh, we're one of those tables. Oh, my god. We're gosh. one of those tables just hungry. And she was just like, so acted hard. like she was doing us a favor to get us food. But we were paying her. It's so frustrating. I know. And then the same thing happened to AJ's. Like, all the biddies were, like, in the back break room, like, chatting it up. And there's a big line, like, waiting for iced teas. And I just popped my head in and I said, excuse me, um, are you guys open on this side or should I go to another side? They go, oh, we are We will be right out there. You can just take a number and wait. I was like, wow, it's happy-go-lucky Sunday today. What happened to the customers always right? Or just like, hey, a little friendliness here. Yeah. I don't get it. It's just hard right now. It's hard to be a business owner. I actually went to brunch with a bunch of girlfriends yesterday, and they were talking about just like everything and how it's frustrating right now being an employee. And, you know, I'm sitting there quietly, and I'm just like, well, yeah, it is, I'm sure, frustrating being an employee, but like it's also really hard to own a business right now. I know. <laughs> like really hard. Yeah. Um, oh, the other thing was, I won't name names, but someone at the soccer game was saying like, God, I'm just working so hard this week. Like I work six days and we're like, oh, cool. You're making a lot of money. Like you got a lot of shifts. She goes, yeah. And today I'm just not going to go because I got to go to Costco. So too bad. I'm just going <laughs> to not go. I'm like, Oh, do you not know that that means your whole team is like let down and the, the business owners let down? And But don't worry, they'll have you back the next day and keep paying you. Because they need to. I know. It's so depressing. 
crazy. It's hard. Well, we have good employees right now at Serendip, but I have to say I'm very happy with our team. They're all hard workers and we're getting through it, you know? Getting through it. Yes. But we are not talking about that today. Finally, and I apologize that we are a few weeks behind. We needed a little break. It's been a hectic month. But today we're talking about Super Bowl 2022. Yes. So we're gonna, My Super Bowl party was epic. I'm so sad I missed it. I had the craziest, busiest weekend and I needed to not be around 150 people. So Actually, it was like 300. But okay. Yeah. Even worse. <laughs> Thank God I didn't go. But you know the best part, my favorite part of the whole game what? was definitely the halftime show when all my <sighs> friends that are like, you know, we're all the same we're age. We're all 40. Just start like the videos. Everyone's just bouncing like, <gasps> yeah. It was so good. It was so good. And we had... Our speakers were just money. We, they could have been a little louder, but it was like a full-on concert for halftime show. Oh, amazing. Were you actually able to watch the ads this year? Like, yeah. I know you hosted a party, but do you feel like you saw most of them? Um, I don't want to say most, but a lot for sure. Okay, cool. Like I told you, the Barbie one was just yeah. like, oh, I was well, fired up. We'll talk about that. Did you notice any big trends in the ads you saw? Mm. Like themes? No, I was drinking (laughs) margaritas, so I wasn't connecting them. Got it. Okay. Well, the one thing I loved is finally, after two years, we did not see many COVID-related anything. There was one brand that kind of talked about it. I think it was called Q Health, but no one else. And thank goodness. Like, I get it. We're still in a pandemic-ish time period, but I'm over it in advertising. Like, brands can be done talking about it. I was really happy about that. We also saw a return to lots of humor, which was such a breath of fresh air. I was, okay, so that was definitely a theme. I Mm -hmm. thought a lot of the ads were hilarious. Yeah, and like so many big celebrities. I mean, a lot of the advertising trade pubs and marketing trade people are calling it like the year of the big celebrities because there, I mean, so many of the commercials brought in huge celebrities and celebrity couples and partnerships. So we're going to dive more into that. And then there was another trend of like playing off like older movies and TV shows and like bringing back like a revitalization of it, which was kind of fun. I mean, we had a Scrubs reunion. We had a Wedding Crashers moment, Austin Powers. There was a Schitt's Creek kind of throwback thing. Like I just, I loved it. Wasn't that my idea for the, you know what campaign? The say anything, the American pie, like people relate to that stuff. For the, the breakup, remember? The you know what campaign? Oh, yes, for a brand that we were gonna. Yes, totally. And like people really like movies are nostalgic. They get they like they do the emotion that comes out of like something that's related to a movie is yeah. crazy. Totally. Uh, we also, for the first time, saw a ton. I mean, like at least four, maybe more cryptocurrency related ads, and that is very, very new. And we also saw a lot of ads addressing the climate crisis, which was extremely important as I'm arguing with my husband about why I need an electric car. I'm like, we are going to, our great, great, great grandchildren are going to have nowhere to live. No, it's crazy. It's just, it's, but I, I loved that brands focus and they were the right brands that focus on it. So overall, like lots of, I mean, we were all over the place with ads, but I have to say after last year being let down with the ads, this year I was brought way back up. I agree. You know? And really judging ads, like to pick faves, is a really personal thing. Like you can read again, like ad week, ad age, USA Today does their like top picks. Everyone has their own opinions. 
And it is really just that. It's just opinions. So today, And it's like if you relate to the brand, yes. like there's so many different things that make you And like the stage fun. of life you're in too, you yeah, know? Exactly. So today I'm going to take our listeners and you, Alexis, through my top six. And really, I know you're going to agree with me because we talked about quite a few of these. Okay. But I'm anxious to hear if you would agree with the order in okay. which I picked, okay? So let's dive in. Number six. So it's going down. Number one's the best. Number six okay. is the worst. Okay, not, well, the, not worst, the worst, but, but like your the least favorite. Yeah, the least favorite of the best. So E Trade. Okay. Okay. I don't remember E Trades, but okay. Okay. So it's been a few years since the E Trade baby has graced our TV screens. Did you not see this commercial? No. Let me. See. I'm done. Okay. To see I'm gonna show it to you. Is it the Uga Chaka? No. So actually, it's been since 2014 since we have seen the E Trade baby on our TV screens. It was wow. the concept was first born in 08 and then they kind of stopped using the baby in 2014. And I have to say I was so pleasantly surprised with his reemergence in 2022. I mean, a lot has changed in the world of personal finance since 2014 if you think about it. I mean, now cryptocurrency is like a pretty normal thing, legal sports gambling is booming, inflation is totally out of whack. And I mean, we did have a global pandemic, which caused some uncertainty in personal finances and investing, right? Yeah. So a lot more to navigate for like the everyday investor who's managing his or her own funds, right? So that's why this new commercial, in my opinion, was so smart because our E-Trade baby now is found living off the grid when he enters the commercial. And the world needs him now back more than ever to guide amateur investors through all of the confusing world of personal finance. And apparently, he is the only one who can help. Ugh, they found me. Nice suits. You guys blend right in. The world needs you back. I'm retired, Greg. You know this. People have their money just sitting around doing nothing. That's bad. They shouldn't do that. They're getting crushed by inflation. Well, I feel for them. They're taking financial advice from memes. I'll get my onesies. Good to have you back, old friend. Yeah, eyes on the road, Benny. Welcome to a new chapter in investing. E-Trade, now from Morgan Stanley. I loved it. <laughs> right? And now, as you can see, the E-Trade baby is living a peaceful, retired life in the woods in some, like, zen log cabin when a helicopter shows up and pro the baby proclaims, oh, they found me. And <laughs> there's these, like, two suit-wearing executives who hop off the helicopter and tell the baby that they need him back because people are just letting their money sit there and do nothing. And I love that his first response is like, I'm retired, Greg. You know this. <laughs> and and then the guy goes on to say, like, people are getting crushed by inflation. And still the baby's like, okay, whatever. Not my problem. I don't care. But then when one of the execs says, people are taking financial advice from memes, he, like, spits out his sippy cup of juice and is like, I'll get my onesies. Like, that is what took him over the edge. <laughs> and I love it because it's so culturally relevant. Like, people do believe in memes. <laughs> they, like... God. You know? And then the fact that the whole commercial, when like he finally agrees to join forces with them, is set to Baby One More Time by Britney Spears. Like, come on. That's amazing. Right? I love it. It's like perfection. It's just so good, so relevant, so well done. And just like most brands, E-Trade released a teaser for its off-the-grid ad, like pre-Super Bowl. And <laughs> I love it. I'm going to show it to you right now. 
it shows the two execs trying to persuade the baby to come back into business and like gives me very like boss baby vibes, like crazy. I want to show this one to you, Lex. And it was released a week before the big game. Uncertainty in the markets coupled with concerns over inflation have left even... Look, I know you're out of the game. We wouldn't disturb you if it wasn't important, but the world needs you. We need you. If you can hear this, come back. Is it past this bedtime? Oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> Isn't it so good? I mean, they're like speaking into a baby monitor, like trying to get him to come back and pay attention. And all they get in response is a few static crackles. And then one exec says, is it past it's his bedtime? bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> and then they like tease that this, the ad's coming on 2.13 for yes, the big game. I, love so, it. I mean, good job, E-Trade, getting back in it with the baby. Smart. Okay, number five, I picked GM. And it was the Dr. Evil ad. Did you watch this one live? Oh, this is the Austin Powers. Yes. yes. Okay. So there was definitely a trend this year with brands addressing climate change in their ads, which is important because like we have to make changes as a society. And my husband's the problem. So is yours. <laughs> and mine. And me. <laughs> yes. But I feel like you would easily go electric. You don't care. I've been trying. I just, I went to go get that Rivion and it's like a two year wait. Yeah. So I personally thought that Mike Myers coming back as Dr. Evil for GM was amazing. Like, amazing. So smart because it works so well. Like in this commercial, Dr. Evil is surrounded by his co-stars from the Austin Powers film. Rob Lowe is number two. Seth Green is Scott Evil. And now Seth Green has a baby who we find out at the end, like it looks just like Mike Myers. Mike Myers. <laughs> it's like his face, Dr. Evil. And then Mindy Sterling is Frau Farbacina. I think I said it wrong. And GM did a 90-second spot that was released ahead of the game on the Today Show. And then a 60-second version ran during the third quarter of the Super Bowl. And I'll show that to you real quick. Ladies and gentlemen, our takeover of General Motors is complete. Dr. Abel, GM's Ultium platform will power our whole operation. Now we can reduce tailpipe emissions. Oh, please, cheer. For my son. Your son? I shall name him Baby Me. No, his name is Kyle. Oh! You must help save the world first. Then you can take over that world. Hold on, I've got it. I will help save the world first, then take over the world. She literally just said that. Scott, you just don't get it, do you? What? You didn't get it. Oh, we're right back here. You're I never going to get you it. You can't draw me into this little... You act like a child. You can't push my buttons anymore. Stop! Oh! We'll reduce our carbon footprint. Okay, let's go. We're going all electric. Everybody in! Not you, Scott. Bye-bye, baby me. What'd you think of that? I love it. He is so funny. He is. And like it's just it's it fits in perfectly with the premise of the Austin Power movie. Like it just feels like it's the natural evolution. Like, yes, he will reduce GM's carbon footprint and then save the world. And you then know? save the world. And like it's cool because we see Dr. Evil, you know, like in again, his element, and he realizes what he has to do before he can be like the number one threat again. Because right now he's the number two threat. So I just loved it. And I really think this throwback to Austin Powers just felt like a the perfect tie-in. And we haven't seen Austin Powers in a while. Like no. so it I wonder 
if there's going to be something to come in. Maybe. Maybe there's a, like, I don't no, know. new movie. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting, right? So anyways, that was my number five pick. Number four, Uber Eats. Uber Eats taking over the world. Taking over the world. Wait. If it was delivered with Uber Eats, does that mean I can eat it? It says eat. It's a diaper. Looks pretty bad. This candle tastes funny. Mm-mm. Not bad, but funny. And thanks to Uber Eats, we don't even know what food is anymore. Now <coughs> this isn't food. <laughs> We can't eat most of this. Yeah, we can't eat any of this. Why Uber Eats? Why Uber Eats? That bag's a liar. Yeah, I just got so excited. I don't know about you, Lex, but I loved this ad. It was so good. And as you might know, or maybe you didn't know before this ad aired, Uber Eats is now about much more than just delivering food. I mean, they can deliver, like, anything now. I think I saw it in the app, and I was getting, like, just exploring the other day. I was kind of confused. But I agree. This commercial was hilarious. Like, I was dying. The guy eating kitty litter and (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow trying to, like, bite that candle. But she's, like, so serious. Everyone else is, like, clearly, like, grossed out and eating something that's not food. And... She's just like so serious. Like this candle just doesn't taste that. And good. did you see what the candle was? What? It was the candle that's labeled "This candle smells like my vagina." Because <laughs> <laughs> that remember the news in 2020 in like January 2020, Goop released a candle that was labeled "This candle smells like my vagina." Because when she first smelled it after it was made, she's like, "That's literally what she thought that it smelled like her vagina." And they sell that fucking candle for like over seventy dollars. Oh, and my Uber God. Eats has a partnership with Goop, so that you can get that candle delivered to your door. Oh and so she God. bites that candle in the commercial, and she's like, "Huh, tastes weird. Not bad, just weird, like something <laughs> like that." It's like, no, really though. This commercial is so well done. Number one, like they engage some really well-known celebrities. Who's the lady that's from Dog Show? That's, oh, I always think of her as Stifler's mom. That's Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, yeah. She's so good in it. And then Nicholas Braun from Succession, he eats like dish soap and stuff in it. And then, of course, Gwyneth Paltrow. Each celeb is playing a role that's just so perfect based on their fictional characters and also like real life pop culture happenings, just like the goop candle, which made, was the perfect tie in for this. So hilarious. I mean, yeah, Gwyneth eats her own vagina candle. Like, Jennifer Coolidge is just, like, so upset. Like, I could not understand why nothing is edible when it's Uber Eats. She, like, like looks at the foil, like, I can I eat can this? I, can I eat this? She can says, I eat this? Oh, it yeah. It says it's Uber Eats. Can I eat this? Oh, my God. And it's just so freaking smart. And even better is the fact that they play that super famous TikTok, like, oh, no, song, like, during yeah. it. And so it's just so culturally relevant and perfect and captures your attention. It's memorable. It's fun. And it gets the message across. Like, I now know that I can get anything from Uber, like anything random delivered from Uber Eats, not just food. I did not know that before. 
I didn't either. You know? So. Actually, I think, oh, maybe I doored it. I don't remember. I was sick and I got something. But I think it was just from the convenience store. It must have been just a DoorDash thing. Yeah. Well, now it's Uber Eats. Yeah. And thankfully, Uber Eats was smart enough to include like a prop food, like don't eat this at home kind of thing message on the commercial. But I feel like there's so many stupid people out there that they probably still tried it. Oh my God. (laughs) Hilarious. I know. So that's a winner in my book. Winner. Well, yeah, because now they do. I love it. It's you You can sort by... Grocery, pharmacy, convenience, alcohol, like baby. That's awesome. Flowers. Yeah. Oh, smart. I know. Now I'm kind of like, I need the Uber Eats Unlimited if I can do all that stuff. I never wanted to pay for it before because I don't usually get, I don't Does get that food count delivered like often. Uber Eats and Uber Rides? I think it's totally different because you can get like an Uber Eats pass, that like for a free delivery, like for 10 bucks a month, I think, or something. And oh. then, um, no, they don't do that for, there's something else for Uber. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm going to make Wes cancel Postmates. I hate – they're so expensive. This is way better. Yeah. Okay. Number three is Kia. Ooh, Kia's always good. Yes. Yeah. So this ad had all the things that got my attention. I mean, first off, a sad, lonely robo-dog. And then second, actor Sam Page, who I am in love with. I fell in love with him when I started watching that uh, series, The Bold Type. Did you ever watch that? Oh, no. I wanted to watch that. Ugh. Actually, you told me to write, watch you that. I need to. Okay. watch it. It's done now, but it is so good. Anyways, he's so gorgeous. I'm obsessed with him. And he's in the ad. And it had all the elements to get a girl like me to pay attention. So I paid attention. And I'm going to show you the ad real quick, Lex. Okay. Kia, movement that inspires. I mean, ugh. I mean, they picked him for a reason. He is so gorgeous, obsessed. But the what other movies are he in? I would have to Google it. I don't know. I just know. I just he's gorgeous, gorgeous. So number one, the whole ad is set to "Total Eclipse of the Heart," which yes, best song ever. Perfect for this. And in this Kia ad for its all-electric EV6 crossover SUV, we see this, like, adorable robotic dog sitting on display in what looks like like an Apple store, right? Yeah. Like, in an all-glass windows, and there's, like, a price tag of $299 next to him, and he's looking out the window, longingly watching this real golden retriever get, like, love and attention from its owner, and, like, you just want to cry for him. He looks so sad. And then, like, through the window, he spots a man who... Sam Page. And Sam is charging his electric car. And I think the dog realizes like, oh, if this guy likes electric things, maybe he'll love me. me. And so like he escapes the store. He's jumping from building to building, trying to like chase the car down as it's driving away. And suddenly the dog finds the car and it makes its final jump off a rooftop to like land on the car and its battery runs out of charge. Like you see the dog's eyes close and you think like, oh my God, it's going to hit the ground and explode. And then you see Sam just like charging the dog and then the dog drives away in the Kia and like lives his best life, which, ugh. I mean, freaking. if you, you're with him, you're going to live your best life. Ugh. I mean, I would think so. Freaking adorable. And you know what's even cooler about this, Lex? What? 
Kia partnered with the Pet Finder Foundation, which is an organization to help shelter animals find their forever homes. And Kia actually launched its robo-dogmented reality, um, instead of augmented reality, mobile web experience as part of this partnership. And it allows animal lovers to scan a QR code to bring Kia RoboDog into their home through their mobile devices. And like, it's kind of a virtual pet adoption experience designed to entice users to consider adopting a live animal in need in their own local community. Oh my God. Isn't that cool? And Kia also activated this campaign on TikTok, giving users a chance to dance with RoboDog to Total Eclipse of the Heart. Um, And they actually partnered with like five pretty big TikTokers to really make it like go big. I mean, really smart and even smarter, even smarter. Sam Page actually has the Robo Dog. Like he, he like has one. He has one. Oh my god! That he brought to his family. How cute is that? Oh, I know. Sam, Sam, you can come hang out at my house anytime you want. (laughs) This next one, Alexis, was almost my favorite, and I know we both agreed on the favorite, and that's number one. But this one was a close freaking tie. Okay, go, Alexa, the mind reader commercial. Oh, I didn't see that one. Uh, Okay, let's watch it. Hey, babe, check this out. Alexa, it's game day. Streaming football on Prime Video. Closing blinds. Chilling rosé. Wow. It's like she can read your mind. I was thinking, I should get a spray can, you know? Because that's on Wednesday. Activating blender. Funeral's on Monday. But what about the gold, Papa? Can't you see the treasure all along? It was here. Love the eye patch. It's when is the show open? March eighth. Setting reminder to fake your own death on March eighth. Got a. What the? When you have to do those love scenes with hot guys, is that fun or is that like the worst? It's the worst. Tell me lies. Tell me sweet little lies. This seafood is amazing. Announcement. You can thank Colin. He left the oysters in the car for five hours. It's probably better Alexa can't read your mind. Oh, my God. You missed that one? I missed that one. That's hilarious. I mean, this was so genius. Number one, I think SNL's Colin Jost is the most hilarious human being on the planet right now. Maybe because he's also so cute. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. And also, he's married to none other than Scarlett Johansson, who... I don't care what your gender or sexual preference is. She's fucking hot. Oh, my God. She's amazing. She might be the most beautiful woman. She's just, like, perfect. And she, she's, like, seems kind of, like, down to earth. Yeah. Do you know she was married to Ryan Reynolds for, like, a minute? Like, how did she let him go? Or how did he let her go? I'm confused. I'm confused. But Blake's way better for him. But they're both in this 60-second spot, which ran in the fourth quarter of the 2022 big game. And it looks like they're in their home, but it's not. It's just like a set. But it makes you feel like you're like in their house, right? Like yeah. it's personal. And it starts out with Colin showing Scarlett like how amazing it is when he tells Alexa it's time to watch the big game. She lowers the blinds, turns on the TV, she dims the lights, and she even chills the rosé. And at the same time, both of them are like, it's like she can read our minds. And then we go into this sequence of events of like, what if Alexa could actually read your mind? And it's hilarious. Like, Colin is droning on to his wife about whether or not he should get a spray tan. And like, if so, which day? Because he has this event or that one. And then one. Alexa turns on the blender. <laughs> oh and my Scarlett's God. just like looking up like it wasn't me. 
Scarlett's showing Colin a scene from some upcoming play she's in, and it's really cheesy and weird, and Colin's like, oh, that that's great. What date is the show open? And she tells him it's March 8th, and Alexa replies loudly, setting reminder to fake your own death on March 8th. <laughs> it's just perfect. Like, so freaking or funny. Or what about at dinner when someone's like, this seafood is great, and Alexa pops up and goes, oh, you can thank Colin for that. He left the oysters in the car for five hours. Oh. <laughs> It just was really smart to have a celeb couple for this. And they, like this celeb couple, was so smart because actually they're really private. Like you don't see, you'd be hard-pressed to find a single photo of Colin and Scarlett together. They just, they keep that really private. And people are curious because they're both super famous people. So to see them together in this ad in like a somewhat intimate environment makes you feel like you're like getting some kind of insight into them, even though it's just a commercial. But People just buy into that stuff. They loved it. And it's also funny because, like, you probably oftentimes think these things out, like, in your head about your partner. Like, but you don't want to hurt their feelings because you love them, right? Like, but Alexa just out loud, like, saying the things that you're thinking to not hurt their feelings is just perfection. Oh, my God. I think it's hilarious. I actually wish Alexa could read my mind because when I'm blow-drying my hair, I'm always thinking about all these things. And now she's right next to me when I'm blow-drying my hair. So there's a lot of things. I'm like, Alexa, add this to my to-do. But I wish my brain works really fast. So I wish she would actually read it and take the notes that I'm thinking. Oh, totally. When I'm sleeping, I wish I could put it on my head when I'm sleeping and during the day. That'd be amazing. Well, she can't read our minds, but maybe someday. Maybe someday. Probably not too far. (laughs) Okay. Alexis, the number one, the number one ad, we both agreed right away. I texted you the minute it aired. You were calling me like it was a thing. Oh, my God. Who was it for? It was for Rocket Mortgage. Yes, ma'am. Barbie really wants this dream house. It's got stunning views and a slide. Barbie's ready for fun. So cool. And Barbie found out about this dream house with an alert from Rocket Homes. She did? Well, it's a super competitive market. Everyone wants to buy the dream house. Better off for Betty. I'll go 10 over asking. Cash off for Carl. Straight cash. House flipper skipper. Let's tear it to the studs. You vultures, you're gonna start a bidding war. This is less than ideal. Oh no. Don't worry, Barbie has a verified approval that shows her finances are backed by Rocket Mortgage. So Barbie wins. But we need a house. Oh, I found a fixer upper castle on Rocket Homes. It has good bones, but really bad neighbors. (laughs) I like his vibe. Get your dream house all in one place with Rocket Homes and Rocket Mortgage. For a better way to find and finance, Rocket can. Thanks for helping. No problem, it's good for my glutes. So when this ad starts out, you think it's an ad for a Barbie dream home, but then suddenly it's not. It's an ad for Rocket Homes, which is Rocket Mortgage's new platform for buyers. And in this 60-second spot, Anna Kendrick, who we love and we recently talked about in our Newcastle, like, yeah, the Super Bowl stunts episode we did, she's assisting Barbie to buy her dream house. And it's listed for $225 on Rocket Homes. But when the alert comes in, there are so many aggressive buyers, just like the real market we're in today. We meet Better Offer Becky, we meet Cash Offer Carl, and House Flipper Skipper. (laughs) They're all there vying for this piece of prime real estate. The Barbie dream house. The Barbie dream house. And all of the characters are played by dolls and like little kids operating the dolls, right? 
So the little girl who's playing with Barbie and who wants the house, like she gets nervous when all these other buyers come in. And Anna explains, no need to worry because Barbie got a verified approval that shows she can buy the house and that puts her ahead of everyone else. And the ad is not just cute. It's just so insanely relevant. And it's, I mean, what it's perfect too, like to tie into the brand. I mean, I love that it's so interesting because the brand has such great brand equity that you originally, you didn't realize it was for their new Rocket Homes. Yeah. Rocket Homes. Like, yeah. You automatically thought Rocket Mortgage, but it did a great job of tying them both in. 100%. And we already know, like, the housing markets across the country are on fire almost everywhere, but especially right here in Arizona where we live. And I mean, actually, I feel like we could start calling it Calizona. Oh, it's crazy. Down the street, this house is going for 1 1, and it's not even 2,000 square feet. <laughs> It's insane. (laughs) Well, prices rose 17% in 2021 alone nationally, according to the National Realtors Association. And it is really hard to find a house in some markets. Like, it's so competitive. So this ad hits at the perfect time. In the ad, Anna says, like, no worries, because the other buyers are like, we need a house too. How can you help us? And she shows them a fixer-upper, which ends up being Castle Grayskull, which is Skeletor's castle from He-Man, which, hello, throwback. Have you heard of He-Man since, like, you were 10? No, but it also just, like, cracked me up because that was, like, my childhood where I'd be in the dream house and then Andrew would want to play with, like, He-Man or G.I. Joe. And it was, like, that was our interaction playing. It was always, like, the dream house and then the... Like superhero, like the zombie, yep, all the war things. character. And my favorite line of the whole commercial is when it's about Skeletor's castle, and it says, "It has great bones, but really bad neighbors." I know. <laughs> like love it. Another smart thing Rocket Mortgage did, which I don't know if you caught this, it was kind of an Easter egg in the ad. They put a QR code in the commercial on one of the actors who was wearing like a Stock X shirt. And that's a brand that Rocket Mortgage founder Dan Gilbert also founded. So if you scanned the code, it took you to a StockX sneaker giveaway. Wow. An ad inside the ad, which we've seen Ryan Reynolds do before. Brilliant. With Aviation Gin. So I love that. I love like hiding things. Yes. I think it's just so smart. Um, And actually, Rocket Mortgage also launched an actual listing for Barbie's Dream House and for Skeletor's Castle on the platform following the commercial. Which, perfect, right? Oh my gosh. I mean, it's just great. It's nostalgic. It's fun. I mean, Anna Kendrick is so good. And this ad was actually voted number one by the USA Today ad meter. And it happened to be our number one. But it was not voted number one by Adweek. And now I just real quick have to talk about the ad that was because there is a lot of controversy around it. And it's not my favorite. It's not your favorite either. Okay, what is it? I know. Coinbase. Oh, no. Okay. So this ad was voted initially as like the top ad by Adweek, and it was ranked dead last by USA Today Ad Meter, which is interesting because Adweek is advertising professionals, right? So we look at things with a different lens, like the creativity, like the value. USA Today is all consumer driven. Okay. It's not like focusing on what an advertising professional thinks. It's how the consumer reacts. So I get why it's different, but like rarely do we see that much disparity. Yeah. Right? I have to talk about Coinbase real quick. Do you remember that ad? Yeah. The floating QR code that just bounced on your screen for 60 long ass seconds to like Tetris style music with no brand until the end for five seconds. So 
I'm really glad we waited to do this episode like for a few weeks. Like we're, we're kind of late for Super Bowl, but like we now have data to really help us understand if this ad was, was like a good or bad ad. So like I said, Adweek ranked it number one, USA Today ranked it last. And for those that don't know, Coinbase is a cryptocurrency exchange. And at the top of the episode, we said like there were four other crypto exchanges who also had ads this year in the big game, which is totally new. And there were even a few other just crypto related ads. And this sector has experienced enormous growth. I mean, it's still- I don't even want to get into it because I feel like I'll get obsessed. It's so foreign to me still, which is also makes me, gives me FOMO, which is annoying, but I don't think I have capacity right now to like do another thing. Like this and NFTs. I know we need to, but it's a lot. Anyways, people are diving into it. And Coinbase, they had a 60-second, $13 million ad. And it featured nothing more than a QR code bouncing around the screen with a trance of electronic music playing in the background for the entire minute. I want to just play a clip of the song so it gets stuck in your head for today. Oh, God. So that was the music. (laughs) And at the very end, for five seconds, we see Coinbase flash on the screen and then it's gone. So people obviously were like, WTF? Like, what? What is that? So they scanned the code. 20 million people scanned the code one minute after the ad aired. 20 million people hit the landing page within one minute of the ad airing. And when they did, they were taken to a landing page where they got $15 free Bitcoin for signing up with Coinbase. And they also got a chance to win one of three $1 million prizes. The promotion was good for 49 hours, starting at the time, like, or maybe it was 48. I don't know why I wrote 49. It seems like an error, but maybe it was. But starting at the time of airing, and then it was open to all new and existing Coinbase users. A Coinbase spokesperson said that at Coinbase, we have a goal of introducing a billion people to the crypto economy. Crypto is about access for everyone, not old models of winner takes all, stoking fear of FOMO, which... I just said, like, yes, it makes you feel like you might be missing out. But also it's overwhelming to understand. And it seemed to work. Like I said, they were one of the most talked about brands on Twitter. The landing page got 20 million hits within a minute of airing and it crashed, right? I mean, that's crazy. And Adweek dug into the data more, like in the the weeks after, and they found that consumer searches for the general crypto industry remained steady But instead of being focused on like the category as a whole, consumers were searching for specific brands like post Super Bowl. Wow. And because there was a lot of commercials for this category. And search data illustrated that crypto.com, that ad actually did a more effective job at driving brand awareness than Coinbase. Crypto.com had the biggest increase in search volume of crypto advertisers up 122% on game day and 665% on Monday, like after the, after, the yeah. game. 665% increase. That's insane. Brand awareness searches on Monday. Brand searches, sorry. Coinbase saw a 63% increase on game day and only a 5% increase on Monday. So while Coinbase like had an ad that was intriguing in the moment to a lot of people and to like us, we were like, a whole minute, thirteen million dollars of a QR code bouncing. Yeah, I was shocked. I mean, the fact that all that traffic is definitely impressive, 
But those users appeared to just be curious about what the QR code would take them to versus actually having interest in the brand because it wasn't really converting to 20 million signups. Just about a week or two after the big game, another little piece of controversy hit Coinbase. And I don't know if you read this article. I put it in our leadership Slack. The ad was originally credited to Accenture Interactive, which is an agency. agency. Okay. They were given credit kind of right after it aired by all of the advertising trade publications because they always like name which agency did the ad. Yeah. But then on Sunday, February 20th, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong went to Twitter to talk about the story of how his very unique Super Bowl ad came out and he just wanted to talk about the story. And he claimed it was an in-house process. He actually had like 12 or 13 tweets back to back that he just kept throwing out there. And he claimed that Coinbase bought an ad for the big game, not knowing what we would do. But he said that an outside agency initially pitched a bunch of ideas, but he didn't like any of them. And he said that he and his team went back to the drawing board and brainstormed a bunch of wild ideas. And by that time, they were like running out of time. So they went back to one of their original ideas, which included putting a QR code at the end. And they said that that had been partially inspired by Reddit's Superb Owl commercial. Okay. He bragged that it cost less than $100,000 to produce the ad, which it looks like it cost $5. I know. How would it be less anywhere near that? Don't know. Probably like licensing the music. Okay. Okay. I mean, he did spend $13 million buying the space to run a $100,000 ad. He said that the lesson here is that constraints breed creativity and that as founders, you can empower your team to break the rules on marketing and that no ad agency would ever have done this ad. Then he goes on to claim that he is still very new to marketing. And then in the final of his 12 tweets in a row without reading the comments, he wrote, Although we didn't work with a traditional ad agency, I'd be remiss not to mention the creative firm we worked with who actually created the ad, commissioned the song, and got the clearances, etc. However, felt like we were all one team, so I didn't fully realize it. Thank you. And he didn't even mention them by name. He didn't mention Accenture Interactive at all. But like that was an afterthought because I'm sure someone was like, dude, we use an agency, you know? So that didn't sit well. And it actually wasn't Accenture that immediately said anything. Or maybe they haven't actually at all. I haven't seen. You know who did? Someone on their team. No. The CEO of the Martin Agency, Kristen Cavallo. <gasps> Interesting. She tweeted back in the middle of his tweets. So he didn't even take a minute to read any incoming tweets. He just kept tweeting his 12 tweets in a row. And she said, except an agency did do that ad. And then she goes on to explain in another tweet that her agency had pitched the exact same idea to Coinbase for a Super Bowl ad as far back as August 2021, but got no credit, and like, nor did Accenture really get credit. Her tweet actually read, It was actually inspired by presentations our agency showed your team on 818, pages 19 to 24, and on 107, pages 11 to 18, with ad concepts for the Super Bowl with floating QR codes on a blank screen. Oh my God. Not a good look, Coinbase. Oh my God. I mean, the Martin agency does awesome work. We know we've worked with them. They're great. And Kristen said she couldn't resist responding to that tweet because Brian's disregard towards agencies is so unwarranted and unfair. And she tweeted, 
Too often, the burden is on the agency's shoulders to be brave, flexible, ambitious. As an industry, we need to demand better. Clients think about advertising 10% of their day. We think about it 100%. We study what works and why. And if we want to be respected as an industry, we need clients who respect marketing, respect the role of the agency, give us seats at the table, and let us do our jobs. Yes, I love her. Kate Rauch, who's the chief marketing officer at Coinbase, responded directly to Kristen, stating that multiple agencies, including the Martin Agency, pitched us ideas that included QR codes for several different campaigns. However, none of the ideas from any of our partners were conceptually what we were looking for and remained on the cutting room floor. <laughs> you fucking used a the QR code floating. What? I'm so confused. I would. Like, I how mean, can they just bury their head in the sand and be like, we didn't? No, we didn't. And no one's going to She see. referenced the fucking pages of the presentation. Yeah. She should publish those pages. <gasps> I mean, Kristen with the Martin Agency wrote a longer post on LinkedIn the following day and said something that I really liked. She said, my tweet wasn't about IP or credit. I understand multiple agencies can arrive at a similar idea. I objected to the dismissive tone of the thread and the denigration of ad agencies. I felt compelled to respond to the bravado of no agency would have done this ad because in fact, an agency did. (laughs) The purpose of my response was to stand up for agencies and creatives and the value we provide. Spec work is tricky and I know like there's, it's always a conundrum, but like, to be honest, if you want to play with the big kids, you have to do spec work. Like they, it is part of the game. You have to pitch ideas before you're paid sometimes that for big brands, it just, it's how it works. Clearly, it happens all the time and it's common, but it's so unfortunate when like an arrogant CEO like Brian Armstrong just like takes advantage. I agree. You know, it's not And then tries to think it was an in-house team. Yeah. Yeah, Sure. I mean, if the ad had been mocked and failed completely, do you think he would have taken responsibility for the ad or would he have been like, oh, it was all the agency. What a shitty idea. Probably the agency. (laughs) Yeah. Like, come on. We followed three agencies who pitched us. Mr. Armstrong. He would have. Oh my God. It's just so annoying to me, but- Anyways. Honesty is the best policy, people. Yes. Be honest. Um, Uh. But overall, the Super Bowl really brought forth some creative ideas, some inspiring content. I laughed a lot. I even cried a few times. I mean, RoboDog had me close to tears, (laughs) you know? And... I don't know. What'd you think, Lex? I mean, I loved all those we covered. I was, I mean, like I said, I was, I thought this was one of the best Super Bowls for commercials, you in know, a in a while because everything last year was horrible. It was just so boring. I was, I honestly was disappointed in our industry as a whole. I was like, I feel like the, everyone just was probably burnt out. They were, they'd given up and their creativity was just like sucked dry. Yeah, totally. Well, do you agree with the order? I agree with the order. I mean, Uber Eats was so good. That could have been tied for number one. In I my don't opinion. know. I don't think Uber Eats. I think the number one tie for me would have been Alexa. I just maybe I just love Colin Jost so much. But anyways, it was hard to pick the order. So I'm glad we are close on that. Okay. Well, before we wrap up, I want to just shout out a few of my sources. Adweek has so much great content. They really devote a ton of time to breaking down still like. All of the Super Bowl ads and the stories, and they're still covering data. So I would recommend just going to Adweek. And please, you should subscribe because they produce awesome content. Just search for anything related to Super Bowl 2022. 
Campaign Live had a really good article about this, the whole Martin Agency drama. Time had a really good article about Super Bowl climate ads, like how many of them there were. The USA Today ad meter, actually, if you just search USA Today ad meter 2022, they have every single commercial with the rating they gave it, and you can watch them all right there. So lots and lots of great stuff. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening. And please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. And leave us a five-star review or give us some ideas, topics. We're going to start doing some fun interviews in the coming weeks. And have a great week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.